What is going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in to episode number four of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. My next guest might like food more than me. Well, at least we can let him think that. Pizza, tacos, ice cream are just a few of the delicious foods he tells his clients and everyone around him that you can have your cake and eat it too. Nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits to this guest, including saving his father's life by donating one of his kidneys last February. Not just an amazing son, he's also an amazing human being inside and out. Bringing education to the masses through his simple yet sophisticated nutritional protocols and also his brand new podcast called the Fit to be Fierce podcast where he's diving deep into the rabbit hole of what's right and for surely what is fucking wrong. Listeners, get out your pens and paper and get ready to take notes because this guy can surely drop some knowledge bombs like no other. Please welcome me and put your hands together for my guy, Josh Pierce. How the hell are you, my man? I'm doing great. And wow. Thanks a lot for that introduction. I've never had an introduction like that before. And Dude, it was great. More, it was great more, to be more, here. I, I appreciate you inviting me on. And, and I tell you what, when you, when you shot me a message the other day and said, when am I going to get you on the podcast? I couldn't respond quick enough. I was so excited to get on here. And a little backstory about our podcasts is Anthony here told me that he was dropping a podcast on the same exact day that I uploaded my podcast to iTunes and we set them to launch on the same day, completely by coincidence, had never discussed launching podcasts together. And we talk about a lot of stuff, had never discussed that. So that was pretty crazy. But anyways, I appreciate you having me on here. I'm excited to be here. And uh, you beat me to the punch when you said pizza, tacos, ice cream, everything's on the table because that is exactly what I'm about. I truly believe that you should always be able to eat your favorite foods and love the progress you're seeing along the way. And if you're sick, if you're on a diet, if you're on a nutrition plan that doesn't allow you to eat your favorite foods, then you're on the wrong plan. You need to switch that up very quickly. Oh man, I couldn't have said it better. Like, it's so funny that you brought up to go back a little bit about the podcast because I do remember when um, I jumped on the phone and you're like, why didn't you tell me about this? Like you were like really upset that I didn't tell you about it. And then just the fact that I texted you or like I DM'd you or did you DM me? And I was like, hey man, dropping podcasts. And you're like, no shit, I'm dropping a fucking podcast. And then we're both like, wait, seriously? And then the next thing you know, we both dropped it on the same day. So you guys, that's just kind of like the sibling rivalry that Josh and I have going back and forth for the last for the last year that we've known each other. You guys, Josh is a straight, straight shooter when it comes to what he just said and how I introduced it. There is nothing um, off limits when it comes to this man and how he coaches his clients and even everyone that comes around him. Where did you come up with that whole philosophy behind that? I mean, I know you and I both coach kind of the same way, but we definitely have our own little tips and tricks when it comes to that. But how do you present that to your clients, man? Give us a little insight on that and why people should kind of steer more towards this type of coaching. Well, I think it's important to start off by saying that so much of what I do with my coaching and everything I've built my coaching program on is tied into my own personal journey. And in, I'm, I've been there. I've been in those shoes. I've been in that position where I just feel terrible about my body, terrible mentally, uh, not feeling comfortable in the skin I'm in, not feeling like I can eat the foods I wanted not feeling like the diet or whatever nutrition plan I was on was for me. And I banged my head against the wall time and time again. And I tried and I failed and I quit on myself, told myself I wasn't cut out for this whole weight loss thing. There's so much that I did. 
because I was trying to fit my lifestyle into a plan that wasn't for me. And it, it was just trial and error, enough of that and just kind of realizing, hey, this isn't it. Over time, and I'm going to kind of backtrack again, started, I always say I started my nutrition fitness journey about seven years ago. I had graduated college, moved to a new city, and had an opportunity to really turn over a new leaf. I was turning over a new leaf in so many other parts of my life, and I figured, all right, now that I'm cooking for myself, I might as well at least cook the right things. So I started doing a little research when I should have been watching Netflix and going out with um, meeting friends and all that stuff. I was on like the bodybuilding.com forums, reading nutrition information and teaching myself how to count and track my macros and, and all of that stuff. And really just trying so hard to grasp all the information that was out there. And believe me, there was so much information out there. And I know you'll agree with that, Anthony. There's so much information out there. How does someone who's starting out, who has no clue, but they want to change so bad. They just don't know where to start. Where do they start? How do they make sense of all the information that's out there? How do they pick through what's good and bad and what's right and wrong and all of that? You, you, you possibly and physically can't. And I think that's, that's exactly why everyone gives up three, six, seven weeks into the journey. They have no idea what's happening, but they read it somewhere by someone, some bullshit, that says, this will, this will happen in 30 days. Homie, we, you and I both know there ain't nothing in life getting done in 30 days. I'm fucking sorry. What's going to get done is you going to the store and buying something at that second. That gets done right there. Other than that, you and I both know 30 days, 60 days, it's not even enough to adhere to any type of plan. And then you, then you said, what you said was the, was the knowledge bomb. It has to be for you. How would you know that? You know, like what's the first steps to go in there? I think everyone has it so twisted like this quote unquote with my fingers in the air diet says to do this and equals this result. Fuck you. There's no way. There's no way. How can you physically cookie cut or something like that? And then that's going to be your result in 30 days. You and I've seen this. How many times have you seen this, dude? How many times have you seen this? Time and time again. I mean, I've lived it and, and it started out as, yeah, I was latching on to the quick fixes. It started out with me, uh, trying all the fat burning substances I could, whatever, starting with the Fedra and then moving into what lipo six and oxy elite pro and all of them that promised you take this for 30 days or eight weeks, you're going to be shredded, all of that. And it was, I was supplementing that with a shit diet thinking that it was going to work for starters. It didn't. Um, it wasn't until I started making dietary changes that I started to see the results, but I wasn't making the right dietary changes at first. I was latching on to, again, the quick fixes, the keto, paleo, components of RP, like all sorts of different quick fixes that I thought were going to work. And when I, I, I was putting myself through this disaster of a program time and time again, and nothing seemed like it was for me. And it felt like I was stressing myself out more than what it was worth. And then I'd quit. I'd be back at square one. And finally, work myself, work up the courage to try something else after you know, viewing myself as a failure because none of that worked. Finally, worked up the courage to try something else. And here I was again, same vicious cycle. And it's this repetitive cycle. So that was when I learned and realized, like, I have to learn the right way to do this. There must be a way to do this where I don't have to cut out the processed foods that I love, the carbs that I couldn't live without, all of those things. And that's how I got introduced to, you know, tracking my macros with the whole flexible dieting thing and all of that. 
And it truly was the best thing that ever happened to me because I've had my ups and downs since then. And I really beat my head against the wall trying to learn that stuff, but it changed my life. Once I got a handle on that, it was game over. I've now seven years later found a place where I can truly fit in the foods I want whenever. And I've learned to develop strategies to make sure if I want ice cream tomorrow, that I can fit ice cream in my plan tomorrow and not feel guilty about it at all. If I want to go out for happy hour tomorrow at night with my coworkers and my friends, I can do that and not feel guilty about it and not feel like I'm going to lose any progress at all. And that is the place of balance that I truly believe everybody else can be at too. And I see people struggling so much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love food, but I also want to look good. Why can't I do both? You absolutely can. But again, you need to figure out a plan that works for you, not try to fit your, try to fit yourself into a plan that works for someone else. Yeah. There's no way, shape or form. You can possibly take yourself and drop you into something that has been predetermined, basically, basically predetermining what you're going to do for the next one to two to three months and hoping that something's going to happen. Instead, we could probably take an amazing approach to, you know what I like, like you just said, I like X, Y, and Z. This is what I like. And I'm not going to give this shit up. How can that work for me? Well, guess what? Everyone that's listening or who will listen to this, it can. I think that is where everyone does it. That's where everyone fails. I believe that they don't believe that that's possible. I believe everyone thinks that they have to cut out carbs and, you know, cut out fat and or do, you know, tons and tons and tons of cardio to go into a deficit. Like, it's so weird that basically 99% of the information out there is completely bogus. It doesn't really make any sense. But I want to go back to what what you just said too um, a second ago is you would try this for 30 days. It wouldn't work. Done. And you'd wait a couple days and you'd try something else. 30 days. Wouldn't work. Done. I would like to go down the rabbit hole of it's not just the diet doesn't work, but what's that doing to you? The detriment that it's doing to you emotionally that this quote unquote fucking bullshit diet didn't work. Now what? Now what? You're fucking feeling defeated, right? And where do you go from there? How do you pick yourself? How can you? It's like, it's like a bad relationship, right? It is. It's a bad relationship with food. How can you go back and trust the next person that you read? Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly it. You nailed it on the head there. And before you even said that you wanted to go down this rabbit hole, I was, gonna, I was actually going to use the analogy that this whole thing is, is just like a relationship. Because think about it. If you're trying to fit your lifestyle into something that's not for you, you're essentially trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It's just not going to work. You need to craft something that fits your lifestyle. Think of it like a relationship. Okay, you're in a relationship with someone who isn't for you. You tell you, you're optimistic at first because we always are. We want the best in every situation. So we're optimistic and we say, it'll get better. It'll get better. It'll get better. All while you're being robbed of your confidence you're feeling like a failure. You're not feeling very empowered at all because you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't make you feel empowered, who does nothing but belittles you, okay? So at some point, you come to your senses and you say, this isn't for me. Well, you're back at square one. You're out of that relationship now, but you're back at square one. Now flip the script. Think about, the time when, think about a time when you're in a relationship with someone who does compliment you, who works with you and not against you. How confident do you feel now? How empowered do you feel? And when you have those things, it's actually something that you can stick with. It's actually something that you see being a long-term relationship rather than a 
quick little fling. So if, when you start treating yourself in your relationship with food, like you would treat a relationship with a significant other, that's when you'll start to see results. That's when you'll start to see this as what it should be, a lifestyle where, again, it works with you and not against you. Because if you feel like you're going against the grains with your relationship with food or your relationship with your significant other, it's not going to last. You can be optimistic all you want, but it's not going to last. It's a nasty domino effect, ain't it? Because it's like we try to hold on to relationship for so long and like we'll do anything to make it happen, but it's kind of killing us in a way, right? Like we just want to keep pushing forward, but we know it's not going to work. We know it's not going to work, but yet we're doing everything in our power to say it's going to work. That really bad relationship around food that everyone has is the exact same way as a relationship. You have to love the things you're doing. You have to love every second of what you're doing with that. It only makes you better. It makes you happier in life. You feel like you can put one foot in front of the other without falling 10 steps back, right? Like these things, and it's so funny to think about that, like food, what food actually does to us. Food makes us feel great. Food makes us feel like shit. There's really not a whole lot of in between unless you're like eating on the go and you just have to get somewhere. But you know, it doesn't have to all be that way. We can break this down to, the most simplistic things of, do you want to feel good? Yes or no. Do you want to enjoy your life? Yes or no. Do you want to enjoy the loved ones, family, friends, little Jimmy's birthday party? Yes or no. Those are all yeses in every single person's book out there. You just got to take the leap, man. You know, like you just got to take the leap and understand that the things that we're talking about right now can, can and definitely will change your life if you just give in to these little easy tips that we're giving you right now that Josh is giving you right now that you can love every single thing that you guys are putting in your mouth and still make progress because you're adhering to the sustainability of this beautiful thing that this beautiful coach on the other end of this podcast is telling you. And that is like the bottom line of everything. You guys, you guys have to enjoy everything you're doing. Now, Josh, what are some great, great things that you're telling your clients and loved ones around you that the people right now listening to this podcast can take with them today and like what are like your top three if I if I can put you on a spot what are like your top three or top four things maybe top five that you just love to tell people right off the bat if they would come up to you and be like oh man you're a nutrition coach cool what are some great things you can tell me we, we've already covered the first one and it is that you need to create a lifestyle that fits you you need to create some you need to craft something that fits into your plan that's the first one like that's number one core belief when it comes to my nutrition coaching and when it comes to my own personal belief around nutrition, exercise, all of that. If it doesn't fit your lifestyle, it's not going to work. Number two, there are no absolutes. And I know you're going to love that one because how often do we see you can't eat this, you can't eat that. That's all bullshit. You can absolutely eat whatever the hell you want. If you eat a carb, if you eat a processed carb, if you eat a fucking Pop-Tart, nothing bad is going to happen. Nothing. So we need to get away from these absolutes. And I see, you know, absolutes are, it, it can be taken to on so many different levels that, um, you know, when it comes to restriction, when it comes to um, just being perfect in general. And, and I do the same thing all the time. And I, I used to be way worse. I'm, I'm working on it and I literally work on this every day, but I feel like I need to be perfect. I feel like if I can't execute my plan perfect, then it's not worth doing it. And I'll just use an example when I travel. I, I'm so good at my routine when I'm, when I'm here in Orlando, at home, going to work every day, all of that. But when you pick me up 
and transplant me into another city. And now I've got to fend for myself when it comes to my nutrition. I've got to uh, improvise my workouts in a gym that I'm not familiar with, all of that. I just, I, I develop, I get the fuckets. <laughs> I just, I, I stop caring. I feel like, hey, that workout isn't going to be the same. I'm not going to be able to squat like I do at my own gym. So I'm just not going to do it today. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be eating out at restaurants three different, you know, three different times today and probably have a couple drinks at a sales meeting later on. So and I'm probably not going to hit my macros. I'm just not going to track anyways. And it's, it's, I'm living in this world of absolutes. And if I can get away from that and just feel like imperfect action is going to get me there, I'm going to be in so much better of a shape. If I can just get away from the feeling that I need to be so perfect and just get things done, I'm going to make so much more progress. And that's one of the things that I've realized on this journey to where I found this balance. Now I realized that I don't need to be perfect every day. If I completely splurge on my macros one day and I did last night, had date night and I probably deliberately, deliberately went over about seven, 800 calories, but I thought about the situation and I, 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 took a deep hard thought like, Hey, I could end my day right now, hit my macros to a T or I could really enjoy this moment. And I do believe in memories over macros, but I believe you need to be selective about it. And you, you just have to get good at navigating your yeses and your nos. If you say yes to everything, you're not going to get to where you want to get to. Right. If you say no to everything, you're probably going to get there, but you're going to hate your fucking life. So you've got to find a balance. And I always say, if you can get really good at navigating your yeses and your nos, you're going to be in a great spot. So that there, you know, if you can just get away from the absolutes, whether it's restriction, perfectionism, anything like that, you're going to be in so much better of a shape. And you're also going to be able to enjoy the journey because you're, you don't feel like you need to be perfect. You can actually get shit done. Dude, it's amazing. I fucking love the no absolutes and the no perfection, man. Like you and I both know and like, Dude, how many times do you hear me? How many times do you hear me fucking say this a month? Like, the all or nothing does not work. Like, I'm so, like, the fuck it's, man. I love that title about it. I love how you, how you put that. But, like, do not go all or nothing in everything. Don't just get the fuck it's like Josh said and just be like, nope, that's not going to work. So this. And no, I'm not going to work. So I'm not going to do that. It's like, and he just said it too. Like, you can't do that to yourself. So you need to be super selective of what you're doing because, like he said, if you just go in and like let yourself loose every single time, like, we're like, I always tell people too, like we're the only species in the world that can like make up excuses and run ourselves in circles, you know, like a shark knows what it has to do. Like, you know, and every other species knows exactly what it has to do that day. A zebra knows to run and feed, run and feed. And that's what it has to do. It has to survive. We will make a thousand and one excuses every day, every day. Like today's Wednesday. Someone calls me and they're like, Hey man, come meet me for, for a beer and pizza. I'd be like, Oh, man, I really got these nutrition goals. And I'm like, nah, fuck it. Let's go anyway. Then tomorrow happens. Then when you know it's Friday, you're doing the same thing four or five days in a row. You wonder why you're not getting to where you need to be. You're wondering why everything is, you're trying to be so perfect in everything and you're doing the all or nothing. Like, sometimes I get so into my own podcast about the all or nothing and everything like that. And I think some people have like another side of that coin where they're just like, nah, dude, like it's okay to do that, but you have to kind of control it. Like, what do you think about, the all or nothing attitude, like you just said, like, where does that lead you? Like, where do you think that leads you? Where can you tell our listeners right now what will happen to lead you down that road? I mean, if you feel like that now about your nutrition, you're going to feel like that about everything the rest of your life. Your conditioning 
you're conditioning that mindset. You're enabling yourself to feel like that, not just in your nutrition, but everywhere in life, in relationships, at your job, spiritually, whatever. You're, you're enabling a horrible, horrible, dangerous, toxic habit. You know, and, and that kind of ties into the next one that I wanted to talk about. Your results are determined by what you do consistently. Boom. I mean, think about it. If you consistently are saying yes to pizza and drinks with your friends and deviating from your plan, then your results are going to reflect that. If you consistently say yes, but the one time Anthony's in town, I say, yeah, hey, I'll go get some pizza and some drinks with you and bounce back afterwards, I'm going to be just fine because my results are determined by what I'm doing consistently. That's amazing. And you're totally right too. It's like, and it goes back to understanding calories and goes back to how you, how you said, how you started understanding macros and then your life, you fit your lifestyle into that. It's the same thing. You knew, you know, back in January, like you knew you were coming in and you, you set me up a whole month out when you were to come in to visit when the first time we met back in January in Chicago and the dead of winter, we're like, dude, we're going to get pizza and we're going to get some beers. Like we had said that for like two months leading into that motherfucker. So we both did the same exact thing. We set ourselves up like that whole week, knowing that we're going to jump into that day. What, what didn't we do is we didn't screw the whole week and then still do that. And then on top of it, like what follows that next? Like guilt. Like you start feeling guilty because mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not getting to your goals. You're not, you're, not, you're not feeling any better. You're damn near feeling worse about yourself, not to mention your body just feels like shit. And we start, the dominoes just start, they start happening, right? It's like, the, it's like that nasty snowball. It's not the good snowball momentum. It's the nasty snowball momentum. And when that thing gets fucking starts rolling, man, dude, how hard, you know how hard that is to pull that trigger, like to hold back on those reins. It almost gets to the point where it's out of control. Mm-hmm. And then you can't trust anybody. And then you hear something like, Get, hire, hire a coach that can help you out. And they're like, what the fuck are they going to tell me? What are they going to tell me? Like, you just give up on everything, you know? Like, you can't do that. Don't let that snowball get so big that you feel that there's nothing that you can do in your life because there totally fucking is. That's deep, man. And it is so true. You can, you really get pulled into this hole and I, you do it all the time. Think about it. Think of how many times you've done so well and then you take a couple days off and you, you know, whether it's a, a two, three day vacation or you just fall into a little rut and next thing you know, it's, oh, I'll get back to it on Monday. And then oh, I'll get back to it next week. And first of the year, I'll start over. And then oh, you just man. keep pushing it back and you fall into this rut. It's, so, it's, like, it's like right now too. It's like, look, look at how many more months are left in the year. Like, can we go back to all the January 1st posts? Can we go find all the January 1st posts from everybody? I would love to. Be like, yeah, no doubt. And be like, hey, how them goals going? How, how, how are they doing? It's like, you know, because as soon as like, one thing happens, they push it off. Oh, they're little Jimmy's party. Push it off. Oh, someone got married. Push it off. Next thing you know, like you said, it's just you start going the all or nothing route. You know, like there is, you can't play perfection. This is not a perfection game. It's not. Life's not. How can you pull your nutrition and fitness into being perfection when life itself is 100% imperfect and you have no idea what tomorrow, an hour from now is going to bring? You have no idea. So it's one of those things, like, I, I believe, like, everyone just takes a big, gets a little bit of education from a coach or from a real viable source, 
and kind of just lets go a little bit. Just opens the hand up a little bit and stops holding on everything so damn tight. The stress comes off. Goals start to be met. You can take a step back and see things in a different light. You're never going to get anywhere. I want to put this in, in life, period. You're never going to get anywhere in your lifestyle goals, anything, whether it's job, relationships, if you're holding on to something so tight that you think it has to be perfection. Wow, dude. That's deep. That's, I love that. I couldn't agree with that more. I absolutely couldn't. And, and another one that I have, and, and you said, you know, tell me about a few of the- Yeah, man. Really like the core beliefs or the things that I'm telling my clients. And, and this is another huge one. I probably end up saying this on every single coaching call I ever have. Do what you can when you can. That's it. Yeah. Just do what you can. That's it. It's that simple. You don't have to worry about doing what's perfect or what's optimal. Do what you can in each situation. If you can get in the habit of creating as much control as possible in each unique situation, you're going to be in a great spot. To like you said, like you're number four. The results are determined by your actions, right? Like that's the same thing. It's you got to control what you can control. How many times do we get stuck like trying to control all the shit that we can't? Mm -hmm. And like, what does that do for you? There's not one iota of positivity that it does for you. You can't. You, how are you trying to control something that's completely out of your control? But I mean, I guarantee through these last five things that you said, I mean, I, dude, I wrote it down. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here writing it down because this information is so fucking valuable, Josh. And I thank you so much for sharing this, not just to me, but to our listeners more than me, man. Like, you guys, the five things that he said, sustainability, no absolutes. You know, he also, said, he also said something that we haven't really talked about is enjoy the journey. I believe that could be like, that could be like number one. Yeah, if you're not doing, if you're not enjoying what the hell you're doing in the gym, um, in your household, like if you're not enjoying every step of the way, you got to make some changes, man. Yeah. And let's talk about the misconception that there is with, with this whole healthy lifestyle thing. Everybody thinks that if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, if you want to have that body you want or move better, feel better, all of that, that it needs to be this big, ugly, daunting, scary commitment. Dude, it absolutely does not. If you start to adhere to some of those principles that we just talked about, this journey should be exactly what or could be exactly what it should be. It should be simple. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable. And when it's all of those three things, well, damn, it's something that you can actually stick with for longer than your last diet. Dude, 100%. That's like huge bomb right there. It's like, what? why are we making this suitcase weigh 1,000 pounds to try to carry around and lug this motherfucker around with us all day long? It's like a chain being tied to your leg. Why does nutrition and fitness have to be that way? Why has it become that way? Like, that's the question for the gods, man. Like, why does it have to be that way where you're walking out the front door and you're dragging this thing behind you every single step of the way? If you had to put a backpack on your back that weighed 50 pounds every single day, no matter what, the backpack itself was 50 pounds everywhere you went. As soon as you sat down, you had to put it back on and get back up. You would be fucking miserable. You would be miserable. So why in the hell are you making this journey and this task that you just said so damn daunting? Why are we doing that? It doesn't make it. How do you help out people that just feel so overwhelmed when you first, when you, you know, like that first coaching call, right? Like 
cool. They're working with me. Cool. I'm working with you. I'm so hyped and all that kind of like, oh shit, this is real now. Now that client's like, listen, and they just bomb you with like everything that's ever hurt them in the past and all that stuff. What's like the very first simplistic things you can do to kind of start flicking that stress off of your body? Dang, that's a really good question. And, <laughs> and one of the things to, to kind of preface that, one of the very first conversations I have with most of the clients that I work with, most of the clients that I work with are um, women who need to be reverse dieted, meaning they've, they come from a background of restrictive eating patterns. They've dieted excessively. They've been trying to lose weight for as long as they can remember. And any of you, anybody that's listening to this right now, just take a second and think about how long you've been trying to lose weight. It's probably as long as you can remember most of your adult life. I'm willing to bet that you probably can't tell me, yeah, I've been, losing, I've been trying to lose weight since February. Before that, I was perfectly content. Like, no, nobody is that. Every adult that I know wants to lose weight. <laughs> it's, you know, so, so they come to me like that. And, and you know, there's the solution is we've got to get you eating more. And that's a whole different rabbit hole we can go down. But I start to talk about the process that we're going to take to get them healthy and repair their metabolism and ultimately get that weight loss that they want. And I sound like I'm selling the biggest scam in the world because <laughs> it, it contradicts everything they've ever learned in their entire life about being healthy, eat less, work out more, don't eat this, don't eat that. And then all of a sudden this stranger comes in and says, no, 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 you need to eat more. You need to work out less. And actually you can eat the pizza. You should eat the cookie actually, you know, like it's like, what am I paying this guy for? What, what kind of joke is this? Like they've already been screwed over by every diet that they've tried. So they're already skeptical. They already feel like everything is a scam. And now this jabroni comes in and says this random stuff that's completely contradicting of everything they've ever heard. Like it's, it's an uphill battle from the start. But if I can get through to them in that first conversation and get them to see and understand those principles that I just talked about or that we discussed a moment ago, those top five core beliefs that I have, if I can get them to see and understand that and just buy into it and just give it a chance, that is where the true freedom is. That is when they can make some big change because in the first week, I'm already hearing, wow, this, I've, never been, I've never allowed myself to eat these carbs like this. And just today, I got a text message from one of my clients saying, this is amazing. I've never been able to pair rice and sweet potatoes together in the same meal. Like That was a huge no-no before. And, you know, she's, she's doing these things that, uh, that leave her feeling so free. She's finally eating foods that she wants to eat, foods that she enjoys eating and looks forward to eating rather than foods that some template said you need to eat at 12 o'clock PM. <laughs> Dude, it's so amazing. The things that like we will do to our bodies and the things that we will listen to just to have the scale, say five pounds lighter. Like it's so it's just so amazing to me. And I want to go back a little bit to where you have to, where you just said, you have to trust the process and getting that into um, a first client and then in their head right away to a new client. It is the thing that hasn't been talked about today. And the thing that is being talked about, like you said, is more movement, more, more working out and eat less. And it should be the opposite. And I want to just get really serious really quick on this podcast right now. You guys, when you listen to this, rewind it, listen to what Josh just said again, because the world right now is flipped on its fucking head with the information that it is getting um, for fitness and nutrition. 
And by Josh stating that in this podcast, I love him for it because it needs to be said more and it should be said every single time I hit play and record on a podcast. You need to eat more foods that you enjoy. It'll bring the stress off of your body and off out of your head and you'll start loving life a little bit more. And from that comes the wonderful snowball that rolls down the hill that gets that momentum going. And it's just one of those things where you have to take that first step, man. You have to take that first step. Like if you, I wish you guys could see how Josh's face is like lighting up when he says these things because he's seen it firsthand. He's seen change. He sees it every day. Like he just said, someone is thanking him for allowing themselves to eat fucking sweet potatoes. You guys, this is real change, real powerful shit coming out of someone who is basically surrounding his entire life and that's willing to give everything to help you out. It's just silly. It's so silly the way you guys think of stuff today. Josh, I also want you to talk really quick about, not to mention you're amazing, dude. Thank you for putting all that into writing and those five stops for everybody because I know it's going to be super adherable. And I love how you break everything down so so easily for everybody, man. I think, I think we're, we make everything so much more complicated than it really is, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. until you start talking to people and they start telling you what they used to do or what they are doing, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you doing that? What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean you can't, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't have cake because you looked at it and you knew that tomorrow you had a 5 a.m. class? Like, isn't that wild just to, to hear some of the stories that we hear? And it's almost like you feel, you feel, man, right? Like, my heart breaks when I hear shit like that. Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? What do you mean you restricted yourself on your vacation? Like, homie, this isn't the way it should be, right? This is not how it should be. Yeah. And, and I say those things and I truly believe those things. And I, I, I coach those things. The first, one of the first things I said was that I, I tie so much of my coaching into my own personal experience. And that is because I've battled with this shit. Like I've been there. I've been in those shoes. I know what it's like to want to change so bad and not be able to, I know what it's like to be obsessed with tacos and ice cream and not feel like I can touch them. So you better believe when I figured out the code that would allow me to feel great, look great, love the way I look, and eat all of those things, you better believe I'm doing everything in my power to share that with everybody. And you mentioned that I, I, make, I break those things down and make them so easy to understand. I feel like I have to. I, I break everything down and I put everything in my content. If you're looking at my Instagram ever or even listening to my podcast, you hear that I use these analogies that are very simple that like a 16 year old could understand because that's how we need to do it. We need to simplify nutrition. We, we need to get away from overcomplicating it. So why not use very simple analogies? I compare, I compare what happens when you under eat to low power mode on your phone, like, or Mm -hmm. eco mode on your car, like your body shuts down certain systems. And one of those systems is your metabolism you know, when your body's shutting down systems like that, you're going to be able to do everything you need to do, but at a lower performance, just like your phone on low battery mode, just like your car on eco mode. How fun is it hitting the gas at a green light when you're driving in eco mode, when the guy next to you is driving a souped up race car? You know, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm barely getting through this. You know, so you're able to do things you can do, but not the way you want to be able to do them. And that, you know, the same thing with low power mode, the exact same thing. So I'm using simple analogies like that all the time. So that people that are in the same position I was in can understand. And, and I keep going back to this, but I built this coaching program 
on the, the, the foundation of this coaching program is everything that I wish I had accessible to me when I was that word where maybe it was accessible to me, but I wasn't aware of it. So that's my, that's my whole purpose here is that it needs to be everywhere because it needs to be accessible to everybody. Nobody should have to put themselves through that shit to get the results they want because they're going to put themselves through that shit and they're not going to get the results they want. And then they're just going to be miserable for what? Dude, it's, and I'm sure, man, like a lot of people that don't know. And I actually, I think I just found out the past month or so. Um, I want to say I read one of your posts. I was going back through your posts today, reading over like a lot of them. And I came across the one and um, I feel bad for putting you on the spot like this, but not really because it's my podcast. But I came across one that it was um, how you were kind of bullied when you were a kid, man. And you kind of were, you were called names and, and you may or may not have been overweight. And if you were, I'm sure a lot of people didn't help you out. And it goes back to what you just said. Like we've, you know, I'm not going to speak for Josh, but I just want to say this really quick before he gets, gets into this answer or gets into the feelings of that. It's like, we've been through the shit, you guys. We've been through the shit. We know what works and doesn't work. We're not just coached and educated. You know, we didn't just go through tons and tons of training and still going through tons of training on this stuff. Like, we live this shit. We've walked through the fucking mud, dude. We've crawled through. I've been up to my fucking eyeballs in it. And Josh is going to get into a little bit of the story. And I'm sorry, dude, for throwing me on the, under the bus like this. But uh, no, not at all, man. Yeah, man. I, I just, book. Dude, I just know that I just know what you're about to say is going to, I just know someone listening, they can at least give this podcast to somebody else and share it. But I bet you can help a lot of people out with what you're about to say next. Yeah, I mean, so much of my journey and I, and I, and I saved my fitness and nutrition journey started seven years ago when I graduated college, but really it was so much before that. I mean, I was, I was bullied as a kid by my own friends. I mean, they, they called me bubble butt and cankles and all of that. And I, at the time I didn't think I was overweight and looking back, I don't think I was overweight. I was soft and, you know, not muscular, but I wasn't overweight by any means, but I had these features that those around me made jokes of. And I think anybody listening to this can probably relate to that in some way or another, whether they were on the giving or receiving end of those jokes, you know, you can probably relate and probably know what the hell I'm talking about. And, you know, I went on to college and started, you know, I just had no control over food. And it, I guess to take a step back, my dad's a type one diabetic and he has been my entire life. So the foods we had in the house were things like there was Mountain Dew in the house and Nutty Bars and Swiss Cake Rolls and all of that. So those are the foods that were accessible to me as a kid. Those are the foods that I naturally reached for. And as I got older, those are the foods that I started to reach for when I was looking for comfort because that was what reminded me of, this, reminded me of home. And I was a, an athlete in high school and me and my brother and sister all were. We were on the road all the time for sports. So we were always getting fast food. We were stopping at McDonald's two, three nights a week. It was just normal. You know, it was never anything we thought twice about. So when I went on to college, when I was out of the house and I would get stressed out, those were the things that made me feel comfortable. Those are the things that made me feel at home. So I started to find comfort in all of these foods that weren't doing anything for me. And at some point it started to require more of those foods and more of those foods. And you know, I, at one point I crushed an entire bag of that, that big mountain trail mix that you get at Walmart. Yeah, man. I an entire bag in one sitting. I was, at, there was one time I was at Denny's with my friends 
And we had ordered one, we all got done eating and I asked my friends if they would hang out and wait for me if I ordered another meal because I still wanted one. Like, like there are things like that that I, I lacked control completely. And at that point I had no desire in changing. Like that was just how it was. I didn't know that there was another, you know, that there was a way out or that there was a greener side or anything like that. But uh, once I graduated college and kind of realized that that was not me, that wasn't the person I wanted to be, and that wasn't the way I had to be. That was when I started to make the change. And that was where I really ran into the struggle. That the struggle wasn't when I was younger reaching for those foods. The struggle was when that was all I knew and I couldn't change for the life of me. And and that's where it just it's a pain in the ass. And I can definitely say I did it on my own. I wouldn't recommend it. Huh. Because of the time and the frustration. The amount of times I told myself I was a failure and told myself that it wasn't for me and all of that, it just wasn't worth it. I could have cut down years of that journey if I would have gotten some help from the start, if I would have worked with someone like you or you know a coach that could point me in the right direction, keep me accountable, but also assure me that I didn't need to do these crazy off the wall things. You guys, this last sentence was so damn powerful. You just knew that if you would have reached out to somebody for a little bit of help, then it would have been so much better. But Josh has done these things on his own. Like I, before I asked him to talk a little bit about that, I said, we have been through that shit. We've crawled through it. And if that's what he just said is not a testament to the character that he is and who he is as a man today, giving back to damn near everyone he comes across, including myself, even today. And um, it's just an amazing thing that, thank you for sharing that, my man. That's yeah, of course. That's of course. just, I love the growth, man. And that's what we're all here at, at, at this podcast is all to hear about growth, man. So yeah, you, you said uh, your dad was type one since he was a, uh, since he was, since you were a kid, since he was younger also, but where did that lead to, man? I want to jump into this before we get off the podcast really quick. I kind of want to close with this, man. And yeah. this is, this is the story of the year and it's the most fucking amazing and most honorable thing any friend of mine has ever done in their entire fucking life. So why don't you tell, uh, tell these people what you did? And I really appreciate that. Thank you for that. Um, so anyways, my dad's a type one diabetic. He was diagnosed when he was 12 years old and he was told at the time he was diagnosed that he was probably going to lose about a third of his life. So you figure someone lives to be what 90 years old, take 30 years off of that. That's, you know, they're probably gonna live till about 60. So he lived his, his lived his whole life feeling like he's been shorted his, his life and all of that. Um, as he got older, you know, I was growing up and all of that, and he found out that he would need a kidney transplant. So um, we never took it seriously. He always kind of said it was you know, down the road and all of that. But once me and my brother were in high school, he had mentioned that you know, the time was coming sooner within the next like 10 years, maybe. Didn't really put a timeline on it, but just said that at some point that he would need to do that. And I remember him saying that and feeling in the back of my head, like, I want to be that person. Like, what could I do to be that person? And I didn't want him to need the transplant, but I wanted, if he needed the transplant, I wanted that to be me. Well, anyways, fast forward. Uh, last fall, right now it is, well, um, later in the year in 2019. So last fall, he found out that this was pretty imminent, that he was either going to need a kidney transplant due to kidney failure from um the type one diabetes is known to cause organ failure. Um, found out that he was going to need the kidney, kidney transplant. 
or go on dialysis. And I, he had asked me and my sister both if we would get tested and, and before he even finished asking a question, I was like, yes, of course, what do I need to do? Where do I need to be? When can we do this? Like I was all for it because for years I had wanted that to be me. And it was like a dream come true at that point. Like, Oh my God, like I didn't think he would actually ask. And well, anyways, went through the testing process. It was probably three to four months total, like the process leading up to it. Maybe not even that. It was just a few months. They, they pushed it through pretty quick because he, he was going to need to go on dialysis otherwise. So February 25th was the date. Uh, my dad and I both reported to the hospital in Chicago and uh, went under the knife. I signed away to that I was going to give away my kidney. And, you know, it was, an, it was a no brainer for me. I never thought twice about it. Uh, would do it again in a heartbeat. So went under the knife that day and everything has gone great. It's been five months, just over five months. And my dad has recovered excellent. He said, I remember him telling me 10 days after the surgery, when I asked him how he was feeling, we logged a lot of couch time together after that because we were both <laughs> laid up for like two weeks at my, at their house, at my mom and dad's house. And so he was in one recliner, I was in the other and my mom would go to work and we would just literally just sit there all day, every day. Like, well, what else were we supposed to do? We neither of us could really walk. Um, we were bound to our chairs. So my mom would set everything up next to us that we would need for the day, like food, snacks, water, the remote, all of that stuff. And, uh, anyway, so I'd asked him 10 days afterwards if he had noticed a difference. And he said his exact response was, Oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> Like he couldn't get the words out fast enough. He said that he felt more energy and less tired than he had felt in the last two or three years of his life in 10 days after the surgery. So, um, kind of moving forward a little bit, he ended up recovering a little quicker than I did. Uh, was able to go to back to work quicker, was able to be walking quicker, had much less pain, all of that. But that's pretty common from what I've heard for kidney donors to go through more pain, have a longer process and all of that, um, as expected. But overall, I remember it was four weeks after it, I had donated the kidney and someone asked me how I felt. And I, you know, I kind of grabbed my abdomen and I was like, you know what? I feel like I feel perfect. Like I don't feel pain. I don't feel anything. And that was just four short weeks afterwards. And I'm, I'm not even saying that was like the first day I stopped feeling pain. Like it was probably two weeks afterwards, but I can say confidently now after having done that and seeing how much life it has given my dad and where he is now, five months later, that I would do it again in a heartbeat if I could. Wow, man. Uh, what a note to end on and what a truly amazing, honorable, I can't even words, I can't even find words right now to say how amazingly happy and emotional that makes me right now that you would give so much of your life, not just to your father, but to a loved one. I'd literally have tears in my eyes. Um, thank you for that story because that has been the greatest thing that has ever touched the everyday growth podcast so far. And, um, Appreciate that. To, to, to say growth is a complete understatement. And, um, I really want to end on that note and you guys, please, uh, Look up Josh um, wherever he's at and take that story to heart and his five points that he brought up in the beginning of the podcast. And you guys look this man up. Josh, where can everybody find you at, man? Why don't you throw it all at the people so they can find you? You can get me on Instagram. It's Josh Pierce Nutrition. 
Uh, you can also check out the podcast, the Fit to Be Fierce podcast. Drop a new episode every Friday. It's fairly new. I've got uh, just a handful of episodes out right now. But as Anthony and I talked about, it's all making nutrition very simple. It's breaking nutrition down into simple digestible bites into something you can understand and make sense of because that's how it should be. So try to make it fun. I'm going to be bringing a few guests on here in the near future. Every single Friday it drops on Fit to Be Fierce Fridays. So check that out. Instagram, Fit to Be Fierce podcast. And I do also just want to plug the kidney donation thing one more time. Um, I, I said I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would do it again for a stranger. Like after feeling the, like it was not near as painful as I thought it was going to be. Like I went in there thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be miserable. miserable. I'm not going to be able to walk. I'm going to be in so much pain. Yeah, there was some pain because it was, it was a surgery, but it was not near as bad as I thought it would be. And I, I would, if I had another kidney to give, I would seriously consider doing it for a complete stranger, knowing the aftermath of it and knowing how it can turn around someone else's life. So if you know someone who has kidney issues, who is on dialysis, who may need a kidney transplant at some point in the future, do them a favor and get tested. All it takes is some blood work. You might not even be a match, but if you don't get tested and you've got a loved one that's suffering, that's pretty selfish. Like I, 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 I can honestly say that like I would do it again for a stranger. Dude, that you, that is a true testament to the character who you are. And I am glad and happy and totally fucking humble that I can call you my friend. And you are definitely part of my family. And I love you so much for even sharing that with all, all the listeners. And guys, if you can please listen to this podcast when you do, please screenshot it and go ahead and put it on your story, your favorite part. I guarantee it's probably that, en- it's probably that ending part. And uh, I know it's my favorite part. And uh, his five points that he made um, to, to have no absolutes and not to be perfect in your fitness or your nutrition journey. You guys look up Josh, look at all his stuff. He's a wonderful writer. He has amazing posts. And of course, he's a pretty good looking guy too. So his, his posts and his pictures are pretty good. So um, Josh, I want to say thank you so much, man. You guys give this a five-star rating. Let us know what your favorite spot, favorite part is. And you guys go check out the Fit to be Fierce podcast. He's going to be dropping, I believe it's your fourth episode, right? Third, fourth yes, episode? Sir. Fourth episode this Friday. That's right. You guys go give that a listen and get out your pen and papers. You're going to need to write the stuff down because he just flows and throws information at you and tons of educational pieces, you guys. Josh, thank you so much for being on, man. I love you. Love you like a brother, man. Thank you for sharing everything that you, that you did today. Thank you. Love you too, man. All right, brother. Take care.